about to open at Circa Theatre on the 25th and running through till Christmas pretty much is a new play called The Secret Lives of Extremely Old People written by Rachel McAlpine, directed by Robin Payne. Rachel's the author of 30 books, some set in the future with environmental themes, others in the past, like Farewell Speech, which investigated the lives of suffragettes Kate Shepard and Ada Wells, to whom she is related. Rachel's uh, produced podcasts about ageing, and in 2020 there was a poetry collection from her called How to Be Old. Her website is writeintolife.com. W-R-I-T-E. So, The Secret Lives of Extremely Old People. Morena, Rachel. Morena. It's, I'm a bit over overexcited to be here. I don't know why. But no. hello, Jim. <laughs> Especially as you're just talking to me. Uh, your, your GP told you you'd live to 99. Did you ask for that in writing? Um, no, I kind of got it in writing from other sources as well. <laughs> oh, really? Um, because there was a while where you could, maybe you still can fill out a kind of a... 40 question um, questionnaire that will give a good guess about how old you'll live and yeah. it kept saying 99 I tried to say I was smoking and things like that but it still said it still said <laughs> 98 it came down to 98 and um, the problem was not that but me feeling shocked, horrified I had a tantrum and then I thought why on earth am I so surprised you know I'm a little white woman with a roof over my head. Good genes, good longevity genes in the family? Well, sort of, yes, all right, yeah. So, and um, everyone's going to live longer, so suck it up and see if you can do a little bit better. So I did a bit of, (laughs) tweaked my lifestyle a bit (laughs) and got over it. Basically what what I was feeling was ageism. Yes, yeah, we can feel ageism against ourselves. That's the thing. Totally. Yeah. It's huge. It's huge. It's a very yeah. good point. Mm. Is, is life worth living after 90? That's the essential question this play explores, isn't it? It does indeed. Um, and I, of course, I don't know my, from experience, but um, I rushed out and uh, interviewed a bunch of people over 90, between 90 and 101, to be absolutely precise, um, to see what they thought. Uh, Because there's another kind of ageism when we look at an old person and we think, oh, I'd hate to be like that, you know, oh, can't bear it. And um, we don't realize that we are future old people. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you you researched it not just with these nonagenarians and centenarian didn't know that but also dozens of random pedestrians didn't you yes and you asked them what i asked them how do you imagine your life at 95 or you know what will you be like when you're 95 what will your life be like well one 62 year old woman told you she'd be on a stationary bike pedalling along to a video of cycling in the Andes. Yes. What, what were some other replies you got? What sorts Ooh, of things? Oh, la la. A 14-year-old girl said, um, I hope I'll be, I think I'll be sick and my family will be looking after me, but I hope I'll be wise, hope I'll be still helping other people. Oh, nice. And she said, I'll, I'll be like full of life. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people said they didn't expect to be alive at 95, although one person said, um, oh, I'll be decomposing in a plywood box by then. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But 
And, uh, well, one woman said, I'll be, she was about 35, I think. I've thought about, I have thought about this. She had thought about it. She was going to be out in the country, surrounded by cows and her dog, with no people, and she would be as, she said, high as balls, which was not a phrase I knew. I said, do you mean high as a kite? Yes, I do. (laughs) (laughs) But a lot of people just expected their life to be um, calmer, and a lot of people wanted to still be engaged with the world. Yeah, Mm. of course. Well, the nonagenarians themselves, the ones who weren't looking forward but were there, did (laughs) they feel lucky or unlucky? Overwhelmingly lucky. Ah. Um, That is not what you think when you look at a little old lady or man sitting, you know, having trouble walking or seeing or hearing. You... You know, it's very different from the outside. No, um, the most negative comment was, um, I'm on the whole, I'm glad to be alive, but not opposed to dying. Which I thought was a, yes, that was a very interesting sort of balanced view. You do hear that a bit, actually. Yes, yeah. it's a reality. Yeah. Um, but most, several of them said, I'm just so happy to wake up in the morning. I kept hearing that over and over again. You know? Yeah, I've heard that So, too. Yeah, exactly. We hear it, and what do we do? Do we believe it? Do we think we'll be like that? Anyway, uh, I just let them tell their stories in the play. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, I'm very concerned about ageism, especially towards oneself. Um, this WHO report about two years ago that said one in two people hold attitudes of ageism and it costs the world, this is to young and old, of course, um, 63 billion US dollars a year. How do they work that out? Well, it'll be very complicated and you'd need to be an (laughs) economist. But, you know, the negative attitudes actually cut, they say, seven years off your life. You know, we've got buckets and buckets full of research over the last few years that um, really nail things down that tightly. So, yeah, yeah, that's good. Mm. Okay, so you're economically economically duty-bound to be positive about this sort of thing. (laughs) Uh, Rachel McAlpine is with us. The Secret Lives of Extremely Old People about to open at Circa Theatre. Your cast is very age-diverse, actually, isn't it? Yes, isn't that strange and interesting? Because we do have nonagenarian actors, um, but that seemed like far too big a demand, you know, 21 consecutive performances. No, 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 we can't do that. So our youngest character is 45, oldest one is Lloyd Scott, who radio yes. listeners, Radio New Zealand listeners know and love. And. Um, and they're not they're, we just dreaded the thought of having sort of caricatures of old people, very old people, so um anyway, the acting is very interesting, and I see that as um it kind of reflects the way you are when you're very old. you're all ages at the same time you sometimes you might feel five years old, you almost never feel ninety five year old um, that's you. Most people of that age, maybe eighty percent of them, apparently, 
feel about 20 years younger. So um, there we go. It's more about how people feel than how they look from the outside. Or more. I had a friend who in her 80s was still saying to me, uh, often I still feel 25. I love that. Yes. Okay. And behind sitting behind the play is the 90 plus group and its and its mission yeah yes thank you for raising that the whole um well i wrote the play alone the first draft um but then to get it moving we had this little group of people who call ourselves the 90 plus group and our mission is <laughs> theater against ageism i want people to all the future old people in the audience to walk out um, feeling a sort of with a dose of hope. I was um, going to ask you that, of course. <laughs> based so in reality. So you know. it's optimistic. There are happy endings. Are there any actual life endings on stage? Uh, nobody dies on right. stage. Okay, no. Yeah. And nobody has sex on stage. But there is some, but they do talk a little bit about it. You know, very old people do, you know, we don't, sh- they don't, I'm still not very old. I'm just old at 83. They don't shoot their mouths off about um, <laughs> every little thing and private things. But, um, oh, I think that sentence was too long, so I've forgotten how I was going to finish it. Sorry? I can't help you finishing that sentence, <laughs> although it was looking promising. So um, without giving away too much about what happens in the play, mm-hmm. uh, does much happen? Because we don't expect physical comedy or people rushing in from the wings. Um, well, perhaps we'll keep that a secret. It's oh. um, That's Robin Payne's area. We live these lives, and no, no, I don't think I'm capable of talking about that. But that's all right. You will be entertained, but there are a lot of stories, yeah. No, no, anticipation. But, anticipation but is all. A um, little, little bit of singing, yeah. Okay. Mm. And a bit of certainly movement, yes. <laughs> they, they move, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a rude question, you know. Um, <laughs> the Secret Lives of Extremely Old People, Rachel McAlpine. So in your own life... Swimming and blogging are crucial components, I think, of successfully being 83. <laughs> yes. Um, th- that and dancing really are things I just kind oh, of great. have to do or I just don't feel right. Yeah, I think everyone's got stuff that they, I mean, their their bodies and souls and minds are forcing them to do them. Otherwise, it doesn't feel right. Yeah. Um, so I love all that. Yeah. In a video on your website, you mention your role models for life at 95, and you expect hard work, endless challenges, some small wins, hopefully some delights. It sounds like a vigorous future, the way you talk about it. Oh, I, yeah. And, but what do I know, Jim? I mean, I don't know. But I think what you imagine and hope for and expect has got a way of becoming a self-fulfilling prophecy. I think we actually know that now. So yeah, we do. All other things going well, um, probably that'll what'll be. That's what will happen. I imagine. I hope the GP was wrong. I hope you make the ton. <laughs> well, I'm not ambitious about that. I'm just trying to be realistic. <laughs> it sounds like a great premise for a play. And mm. and good that you haven't given much away. We'll all be intrigued. Um, <laughs> Rachel, thank you very much for talking to us this morning. Thank you, Jim. I've enjoyed it.